Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're going to go to the North Olmster State Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline and bring Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns Podcast. How you doing, Jeff? Pretty good, Garrett. How we doing this morning, my friend? Hey, man, you know, I, I'm doing real good, man. Doing awesome, man. Uh, it's a beautiful day out here. It's not too hot, not too cold. Uh, now you, wherever you are, it's been a, a scorcher uh, the last couple of days, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely some weather out here in Jersey, but uh, you know we're looking at a low eighties, more of a traditional type of June day here. So you know, all good, man. You know that. Yeah, you, you, we ready to ride, man. I was, I, I was looking at this this situation now. Uh, JOK, Greg Newsom talk about uh, on on their, I think it's a podcast they were on. They talked about. Uh, you know, just the, the friction between Odell Beckham Jr. and, and um, Baker Mayfield. Now, um, let me ask you this question. Um, I've listened to, you know, both sides of the argument and, and however, um, you know, and it's been going on for so long and it seems like it's never going to stop. But when you talk about the temperament of a quarterback, um, Baker Mayfield is one of those guys, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve, plays with a chip on his shoulder, Really fiery guy. He, you know, he he's not the typical. He has doesn't have the temperament of a typical quarterback. Um, what do you think caused you know the rift? Was it just a simple thing like, hey, maybe maybe you know Odell and and Baker kind of wanted to be the top dogs, or or does it it, it it what happened there for you in that whole situation? I think when you kind of look at this and, you know, the relationship between Odell and Baker Mayfield, it's almost got a, you know, kind of a feel like, like a celebrity A-lister couple. Um, both of these guys, you know, Odell obviously will ever forever, you know, carry that moniker of being this big time player, this, you know, with that catch against the Dallas Cowboys in his rookie year. I mean, it just put him in some sort of stratosphere, not only as a player, but also, you know, basically almost as a celebrity, um, Baker Mayfield with what he did in 2018, um, you know, resurrecting this franchise, leading to a seven, eight and one, a record for a team that had, you know, had no success since 1999 when they were brought back there, there was no success. Then there was no success before that. Um, so basically both of these players, when they were put together going into the 2019 season, they were both highly thought of at the time. Um, and both certainly, you know, heavy on the way they carry themselves as far as ego and they want people to view them, people to respect them. Um, so when it did not translate 
into on-field success, into victories um, for what 2019 was supposed to be. And then, of course, you know, 2020 with Odell out most of the season. And again, now Baker obviously climbing the thought process as far as what people viewed of the Browns, viewed of the quarterback position, viewed where this franchise was headed. Then 2021, they started to play together again. It did not work out. This was going to be one of those things where if it really went well, these two would have looked like they were the absolute best friends, best buddies, all of that stuff. But, you know, individually, both of them, you know, very, very highly thought of. But when it didn't work out together, it certainly was going to lead to finger pointing, um, which it certainly did. Um, Sides were going to be taken like they were. Um, and now you're in a situation here, you know, where Odell is going to try to resurrect what's left of his career after a second ACL injury. Baker Mayfield sitting here in limbo. It was just, I mean, the, the situation was highly combustible to begin with. The only way it was going to continue to, you know, the only way it was going to last and last well is this, if this team achieved high success, you know, another playoff run, uh, perhaps a championship game, perhaps a Super Bowl. When it didn't, you basically had, you know, two personalities that certainly had a high probability of clashing, and it did, and it basically burned down <laughs> in Cleveland. Yeah, I think when you look at the, the relationship, um, I, I just think there could be better communications, and it's just like with anything. It's just like with you, when, you know, you, you have a spouse, you have a brother, you have a mother, you have all these relationships, whether it's your friends, you have to work on those relationships. You know, sometimes I make myself call people like once a week, right? Like get, get in my phone, look up some of your old friends and say, you know, I'm going to call one of my friends, at least one friend that I haven't talked to in a while on Saturday and try to come back and do the same thing on Sunday because relationships are all about maintenance. And I, I think there's a relationship um, between uh, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. They just really, really never maintenance them. And when you don't maintenance the relationship, especially when it's a new relationship, you tend to have some issues and problems. Um, another person that people ha- may have issues and problems with is Coach Kevin Stefanski. Um, what do you make of the idea that Ke- Coach Kevin Stefanski would be on the hot seat if Deshaun Watson? you know, only plays four games in the Browns that have a bad record that they could move, possibly move on from Kevin Stefanski without even really getting the opportunity to see what he could do with, with, with uh, um, Deshaun Watson. I, I think for first thing for foremost, I don't think there's any way you could put the availability and the playing time that Deshaun Watson is going to have in 2022 on coach Stefanski. Look, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Haslam, Andrew Barry, D. Podesta, Coach Stefanski. I doubt Coach Stefanski was the one that said, we have to get Deshaun Watson no matter what. He's not the one that's going to sign off on $238 million guaranteed. He's not the one that's going to sign off on three future first-round picks being traded for Deshaun Watson. That being said, it does create for a sticky situation. Find me any NFL team over the last few years where a team made the playoffs, and if Deshaun doesn't, play a good amount of the season you didn't make the playoffs in 2021 you don't make the playoffs in 2022 find a situation anywhere and again there's a lot of different factors within this you know for coach Stefanski but find a scenario where a team made the playoffs and then for the next two years didn't make the playoffs and you're not talking about whether or not their head coach is in a difficult spot um for coach Stefanski look this isn't necessarily completely you know his doing 
Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the general manager is not going to fire himself. Um, so it comes down to a tough situation for coach. I think the Browns are kind of, you know, and this is enough, Garrett, you know, we've talked about this. I don't think enough people have is the Browns are hedging their bets as far as what could happen with Watson and a lot of other spots. You look at this defense minus the defensive tackle position. It really, really looks good. It was good last year. Looks like it has the potential to be even better than last year. Um, you've improved your wide receivers. You've improved the personality of your wide receiver room, where you have players um, who are essentially, you know, not, you know, stat driven. They are not, you know, their ego driven or their persona or what a thought about them is driven. These are guys that are just going to go out there and try to make every play possible when their number is called. So whether it is a quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Watson, whether it's J- Jacoby Brissett. And I think even if Deshaun Watson misses a significant amount of time, and look, we all agree, I think he's going to miss some time. We're just not sure how much. I think they put themselves in a position where it's going to be about a team aspect. And thinking Amari Cooper can make plays. Thinking Donovan Peoples-Jones makes a nice little jump here in year three like he has from year one to year two. The fact that you're going to use David Njoku even more. You should have a strong running back room whichever way it plays out. Um, Again, Kareem Hunt, him missing nine games in 2021. It does not get the lip service it does. In some of them sloppy games last year where the offense was floundering, a player like Kareem Hunt could have made a tremendous difference, difference for this team. And I just think even though, and even the time that's going to be missed with Deshaun Watson, there's going to be games. You know, you look at playing the Chargers. You look at playing some of these other teams with high-powered offenses. You think if it's led by Jacoby Brissett, you're going to have an issue if you get into games that are going to be played in the high 20s or the 30s. But you're hoping that your defense, the way it's constructed, the fact that almost a lot of it is coming back and these guys already know each other. They already know each other's tendencies. They know what each other is going to do. It should hopefully keep these games lower scoring than they should be, which perhaps gives the Browns to be able to compete better, even if they do not have who they feel is their top quarterback. Uh, with, with Deshaun Watson, and we're, and we're talking to uh, Jeff Lloyd of uh, the Locked on Brown podcast on the North Armstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now, look, when we look at this, one, if you are looking at Deshaun Watson, what, how will you gauge his successfulness, right? Um, besides winning, right? People will cop out. And say, oh, it's all about winning. I just care if they win games. If you see Deshaun Watson and he's suspended four games, which means he he's going to play what, uh, thirteen games, right? What what are you looking at from Deshaun Watson in terms of uh production? What will you look at Deshaun Watson and say, hmm, I like that thirty-seven hundred yards, uh, you know, thirty-eight touchdowns, two, three, four, ten picks. I'll take that. What, are you going to look at his season? Do you have a baseline and saying, oh, yeah, this he had a great season right here? If you think he's going to miss four games, and again, i got to be honest with you, I'm not even sure you know, if he were to play 17 games, you know, you're going to see you know, well over 4,000 yards. This is still going to be a team that is constructed and runs the ball extremely well. You have a great offensive line. So if you can do the simplistic approach, which is running the football, I don't think you have to get into a scenario where, hey, we're going to throw it 35, 40 times just because we can. No, if you have a good defense, you have a great running game, 
you're going to, you know, play to those strengths. Bringing Deshaun Watson here, the purpose of this was, and look, you know, we all have seen the film breakdowns from last year. There were times where, you know, Baker Mayfield was not making throws that a lot of people thought he should have first and 10. Hey, look, I understand it's a four-yard drag to a wide receiver, to a tight end. Just throw it. Second and five is fine. Second and six is fine. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's going to make those easy throws that are there. I also think that the way they feel their offense is constructed and how well they run the ball, which leads to so many easy play-action throws, they're going to get those. And I think you're, you're going to see more of a, you know, a high touchdown number, a low interception number, because the situation is going to be there. And look, you know, you have so many reads on any given pass play, but the way the offense is constructed, and certainly Coach Stefanski feels this way, is um, the way we do it, the way we run it, as long as the wide receivers, you know, and the tight ends do what they're supposed to do, most likely you're not going to have to get down to your third read, your fourth read, or check down to the running back. Most of the time, you know, your first read or your second read are going to be open. Quick, get it, open man, get the ball out of your hands. These were all things that were strengths for Baker Mayfield in 2018 and at times in 2020. But last year in 2021, that certainly was not there. And the longer he held it, ended up forcing some either bad throws or, you know, throws that turned into interceptions. You're not going to get that with Deshaun Watson. Is he going to compete with the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomeses of the world for stats like he did in 2020? No, this team is going to be far more successful than his Texans team was in 2020. So it's not going to revolve all around his right arm. This team will be constructed basically on defense on the run game, on a mixture of the passing game. I think a lot of people who think all of a sudden that this team is just going to become a throw-happy team, I don't think it's feasible. I don't think it's what they want to do. I think they want to have you know, get into a situation where they get to the fourth quarter. They have the lead. They can lean on the run game. They can lean on their pass rush. They can lean on an experienced secondary. That's the way it should, go, should be going to work for this team. Um, they would probably have more passing stats if Jacoby Brissett maybe ended up being the quarterback for a significant amount of time this year, then ideally maybe they will with Deshaun Watson because there's going to be a lot of gimmies for Deshaun Watson, a lot of easy throws that he should be able to make in his sleep. So I, I feel that's probably the way it's going to work if everything does go right for the Browns here in 22. Uh, last question really quickly. Um, you know, we, we have the, uh, the, you know, the poll on the Odyssey <laughs> app and uh, they talked about <laughs> Najee Harris being better than Nick Chubb. Um, do you believe Nick Chubb is the most underrated player in the league? I don't think he's the most underrated because if you talk to, you know, people from other fan bases, they know what he is. And, you know, in, in other teams, now look at it. If he went to Tennessee and he got the amount of carries that Derrick Henry went, you know, Najee Harris had 307 carries last year. If Nick, Nick Chubb had 307 carries, we'd be talking about a guy who rushed for north of 1,600 yards. Not just, you know, the fact that Najee Harris had almost 400 touches and had 1,600 total yards. He would have rushed alone for 1,600 total yards. I think maybe people get into the stats and they don't necessarily look at carries. Everybody's like, wow, the yards are impressive. The yards per carry is impressive. They don't go to that one on the left, which, you, which gives you total amount of carries. Um, and the Browns are smart about that, and that's not going to change this year. Now they have a lot more financial investment in a Nick Chubb than they did through the first four years while he was on a rookie contract based you know, on being a second-round pick. The Browns now, it's about Nick Chubb this year, Nick Chubb next year, the Nick Chubb the year after that. 
This is a quality player. It's a quality human being. They look at other players in that locker room and say, hey, you work like Nick Chubb. That's what we're looking for. These are the types of guys we want. So for Nick, I think because of the fact that he does not get the amount of usage that other running backs in the NFL, that's maybe where he gets overlooked. But when you get down and you see the type of player he is, the vision, the cutback ability, he's faster than most people believe, strong, stiff arms, all of these stuff, all, all these skills that, you know, that translate to a lot of success for Nick Chubb, I think that's where people maybe kind of get lost in the sauce that's had bit is they see the production and they think it's, you know, well, it's not as much as the top tier backs in the league. Yes, but he also gets a significantly less amount of run than some of the top backs in the league. And that's not going to change this year because the Browns would like to have Nick Chubb for another three seasons, at least as their running back one. Uh, Jeff, tell everyone where you can uh, find your work and uh, what you're up to. Uh, obviously, as everybody knows, you know, Garrett and I have now formed a partnership here, the Locked On Browns podcast. Uh, we, it's been, yeah, I guess, about three weeks going on a month now here. So audio-wise, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're subscribed, following the Locked On Browns podcast, those five-star ratings, written reviews. We have launched into YouTube. I know everybody's excited to see the handsome mugs of me and my buddy Garrett on a daily basis. So go ahead and check that out, the Locked On Browns podcast on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, it's just another way for us to continue to provide content. We can do the show every day when Brown News breaks. We can give you some shorter video clips, get our thoughts, get our opinions out there. It's the wave of the future now, video-wise. You know, streaming is taking the world over, as everybody knows. Um, you know, whether it's you know whether it's TikTok, whether it's you know whatever you know television show or whatever your streaming app you love, it's just become you know the, the norm now. Um, and the way people consume content here in 2022, you got to jump on it. You got to grab the reins and going into my sixth year hosting Locked On Browns, bringing you in, obviously adding to the show, you know, make, bringing the growth process to it. Make sure you're following at Locked On Browns on Twitter. Of course, follow back account, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. We're just trying to, you know, go in day in, day out, give you the best possible Cleveland Browns coverage that we can. Jeff, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Garrett. You guys have a great day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.